Welcome! You're listening to Uncommon Sense, and I'm Doug Morgan. I heard a joke the other day that described the meaning of politics, and it said, poly, meaning many, and ticks, meaning blood-sucking insects, was the definition of politics. And that is kind of the attitude that many have when it comes to politics, that it is just a nasty arena that uh, Christians particularly shouldn't have anything to do with. Uh, and, and those that do get involved uh, are called Christian nationalists. And, and I wanted to take a look a little closer today and see if that's something that, uh, that we should be uh, you know, concerned about, Christian nationalism. Uh, and, and, and where we're going to go with that. Um, you know, there was a letter written recently um, by a number of pastors, and some of them you would probably recognize. Uh, Tony Campolo was one that signed this letter, and, 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 and the letter basically said that Christian nationalism seeks to merge Christian and American identities, distorting both the Christian faith and Americans' constitutional democracy. The state, statement reads in part, Christian nationalism demands Christianity be privileged by the state and implies that to be a good Christian and a good American, one must be a good Christian. You, now, let's take a look and see if, if that statement is true. Obviously, it's coming against Christian nationalism. It's, it's saying that if, you, if you're going to be a good American, you've got to be a good Christian. And, and as so oftentimes here on this podcast, I want to break down the definitions. So we, we need to be able to, to, to be talking apples to apples or oranges to oranges. Um, and there definitely are different definitions of Christian nationalism. In, in all my research that I was doing on this, uh, I couldn't really find one particular definition, but I kind of boiled them down to two. And so let's take a look at those. Uh, number one, Christians participate in the political process advocating for biblical policies. So if, if you are uh, to be considered a Christian nationalist, then it, it's that Christians are, or you are participating in the political process and you're advocating for you know, biblical policies. Now, the criticism to this is that Christians should concentrate on spiritual things and leave earthly things alone. Just kind of let things slide or do what, as, as they may when it comes to earthly things because this is not our home. And so we just need to be concentrating on, you know, the number of people going to heaven or hell. Well, let's take a look at that. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, I believe that America is a gift from God. Let me say that right up front. That he has used us for his good in multiple different ways. There are more freedoms around the world than ever before because of the United States of America. You know, the word has been able to be spread around the world in a greater way than ever before because of this country. And he has used this country and our system of government and economics for such wonderful things. I mean, if you really take a look at the history just in these last, you know, couple hundred years, uh, there is a severe lack of poverty in the world. And it is greatly contributed to the fact that our economic system and our system of government even uh, that fosters that has, has has produced wealth in in, in levels we, the world has never seen. And not just here in this country, but as as these ideals and this, these economic systems are uh, spread throughout the world, we see that that other people uh, and other countries, uh, are, are experiencing a lack of poverty 
because of it. Now, are there people that are poor and starving uh, in different parts of the world? Yes, of course. But the, the, the numbers have been severely reduced. Why? Because of the, uh, the form of government and economic system that we have that promotes the, this type of thing. And you also see a lack of sickness and disease. Why? Because, again, our system promotes the expansion of, 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 of a decent medical system, of, um, you know, of, of vaccines and, and uh, medicines that um, were never seen at this level ever in, in the history of the world. Uh, this, this, this level of competition even that this system uh, of economics creates uh, makes it so people want to produce these things. The ability to teach about God around the world and, and even the, the distribution of Bibles, just, just that in itself has, uh, has, has created just a wonderful uh, time of of, uh, of people understanding and hearing the word and knowing who Jesus is. Um, you could even say that women's rights, that all women and races are considered the same here in this country and in our, in our culture. That's not the same around the world, but those ideals have spread around the world. Why? Because of the system that we have. And we see the ideals here have spread amongst others. Uh, so, you know, what is wrong with being a, a Christian and politically active as well? I mean, that's, the, that, that's, that's a real question. Um, is, is there a problem if you are a Christian with being politically active or, or at, least, at least not politically ignorant? Um, you know, if, if I'm a Christian, why would I not want to work to save the unborn life? I mean, if, if I truly believe, and, and again, understand what a Christian is. A Christian is someone who is Christ-like. I can call myself a Christian, and it doesn't necessarily make me one. Just like I can call myself a ham sandwich, and it doesn't make me one. But if I'm truly a Christian, then I am trying to be Christ-like. And one of the, the things that, that Christ advocated for is life. And so why would I not want to work to save the lives of unborn children, let's say. If I'm a Christian, why would I not want to, to work to see children get the best education possible? And so oftentimes we see uh, those that, that have other interests when it comes to our educational system, other than the children. You know, we, if I'm a Christian, why would I not want to work for as many as possible to experience the freedom of religion. And when I say religion, I just mean the religion of your choice, even. Even if it's something that I don't agree with. The fact that you have the freedom to, to uh, participate in your faith and do the things that it calls for, and, and to, in, in, in the case of Christianity, have that relationship with a living God, a loving God, why would, why would I not want to work for those type of freedoms? We've seen down through history that this wasn't the case in many countries. That's one of the, the very reasons that this country was formed, was because they did, these people did not have the, the freedom to celebrate and, to, and, and to, to work out their faith 
within the system, the governmental system that was there at the time, um, you know, in, in England and other, other places. And so they came to this country in hopes that they could have that freedom. And when this country was formed, well, we, we made sure that that was a definite uh, priority when it came to the Constitution and that type of thing. So why would I not work to make sure that those freedoms that we have in this country are maintained and, and that um, others, even around the world, would have the same freedoms? If I'm a Christian, why would I not work to see as many as possible experience economic freedom and the meeting of their needs? I mean, why would I not want to see people get what they need, whether it be food, whether it be uh, medicines, whether it, it, it be shelter, whether it be whatever the case may be, why would I not want to see people get the, you know, being able to be pulled up out of poverty? Why would I not want to see that as a Christian? Why would I not want to work toward that end? That, is, that, that, go, that would go against the values of the Bible. That would, I, I, these are things that we're supposed and we're called to do, is to help the needy. If I'm a Christian, why would I not want to work to preserve the right to protect ourselves? Now, obviously, there's, there's many in this country that are working very hard to take away uh, our ability to defend ourselves. We see so many gun laws and things like this that, that are designed to, to, to say, well, you know what, there's police around and, and you don't need a gun anymore. But that's not biblical. Jesus, Jesus promoted self-protection. Uh, he told his disciples to make sure that if you don't have self-protection, that go, go sell your, your cloak and, and go buy a dagger. You, he, he was definitely on the side of promoting self-protection. So why, as a Christian, would I not want to work toward those ends as well? If I'm a Christian, why would I not want to work for the right to say what I want to say? I have... I have um, I have a friend who right now is in China, and he's a missionary there. And obviously, I'm not going to say his name or anything. I don't want to get him in trouble. But you know, he has he has sent reports uh, to us about how China is just closing down churches one after another after another. And it, you do not have the right under that communist system to be able to say what you want. You do not have the right to say that Jesus Christ is Lord. You do not have the right to, to have those religious freedoms and those freedoms to say what needs to be said. To talk to somebody else about Christ is against the law. So why would I not, as a Christian, work, no matter what country I live in, why would I not want to work for the right to say what I want, to have the freedom of free speech? These are biblical principles and biblical values. Why, as a Christian, someone who is Christ-like, not want to work toward those things? To work toward those things that we, we usually have uh, to, you know, to get involved. If, if, if we're going to work toward these things, we have to get involved or at least become knowledgeable in these areas. And that includes politics. And particularly when it comes to our country, because our country is set up to where we elect representatives. And it's up to us. We don't have a king. Oftentimes, throughout history, there were kings and queens, and, and people didn't have one say over who ruled over them or who made the laws that govern their lives. 
in in fact when one king would die well who did it go to it went to his son and so that monarchy would continue on and on and on so why in the world would we not want the system that we have that allows us to choose who rules over us you see i i see way too many people that are willing to give up on these these god-given freedoms and liberties by saying that you know, we as Christians, we, we should just concentrate on evangelism. Now, they're willing to just give up and throw away the gift that God has so obviously given us and what so many that came before us gave up to create and to preserve. You know, Jesus spoke out against the zealots of the time. And that, that these zealots, they, they, they preached that you shouldn't have anything to do with governments. They considered God as their government and they wouldn't even pay their taxes. The Bible says that God created governments because he is a God of order and not of anarchy. We are called to work in these areas, not to abandon them and let ungodly leaders rule in the vacuum. And what I'm saying is let's not waste this God-given gift. This is something he gave us, and if we are to waste it, that is the shame. So that would be under definition one Briefly under definition two, that Christians put country before God. The definition of, of Christian nationalism for some would be Christians put country before God and use the Bible to support unbiblical policies. And a, a, a criticism of that would be uh, Christian nationalism often overlaps with and provides cover for white supremacy and, and racial you know, uh, subjugation. Uh, it's it, it's it's not a definition that I think is is right, uh, and in fact, I believe that this definition that basically says that white nationalists is, are are just people that call themselves Christians, but it's it, they're just taking cover for wanting to be white white supremacists or something racist. Now, and I truly believe this definition that this is an this is a leftist attempt to make you know evangelical Christians look bad. If they can paint evangelicals as and ignorant, you know, racist people, then it makes them look like mainstream denominations that, you know, they, they themselves are mainstream denominations. Um, it, this is, this is something where, where they're trying to outwoke the other Christians. So oftentimes uh, a Christian nationalist, um, label is put on somebody because, oh, well, you don't want to be a Christian nationalist because that means you're a racist and you need to be more woke like us and understand that Christians shouldn't have anything to do with politics. You know, this is just as dangerous in, in my estimation as, as the first definition because it tries to undermine the church itself. It is, it, it, it is so-called Christians trying to eat their own for their own benefit. And this is not right. This is, this is something that can undermine what Christ wants to do in this world, and that is to help everyone come to a personal and salvation relationship with him. You know, this, is, this leads us to, to a, a real quick question. Is this a Christian country? And many people would say yes, and some would say, well, no, no. You know, Obama came out and said this is no longer a Christian country and all this kind of thing. But I would say that this country itself, it can't be Christian or non-Christian, either one. It's just a country. So how can it be Christian or Christ-like? Now, there can be countries that have a majority of 
of its citizens that are of a certain religion. Um, you know, I, I think of like uh, North, Northern African countries that are very Islamic. Um, and, and there, there's a lot of Muslims that, that live there. And it's, it's, it is uh, very, very highly influenced by them. Um, there can be countries that have laws and, and, and governments that are based on the teachings of certain religions. I mean, think about like Iran, for instance. Uh, you know, that, that, uh, that country is, is ruled and, and reigned by a, by a certain uh, religion, if you want to call it. Uh, and and it, uh, its laws are predicated on that. And, and of course, in this country, our founding fathers set things up so that could not happen. We do not have a country that says Christianity is the only religion. We can't have that constitutionally. And that's why they set that up in the first place. It's because we needed the freedom of religion. And we as Christians can work for values that the Bible teaches and still be okay. There's nothing negative about that. And, and, and let, me, let me end with this. I was a pastor at a church, and before I got there, that church, uh, the history of that church, uh, had in it the building being burned almost to the ground, almost entirely. There was a fire that started at the church, and it was a very icy evening, and literally the <laughs> the fire truck skidded off the road and into a ditch, and was. And so it didn't uh, get there uh, for, you know, very, very quickly. And much of the church burned to the ground. Uh, the good thing, though, that came from that was that uh, a builder was, was hired. Uh, they rebuilt the building with funds uh, that came from insurance and things like this. And from others, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of uh, uh, the congregation gave. And, and they were able to hire a contractor, build an even better building... Uh, with a small gymnasium and, and all kinds of stuff. And, uh, and, and they really took great pride in that. And in fact, what was even a better or a bigger blessing was that the builder, after he was paid a certain amount, he said, you know what, I'm just going to forgive the rest and you no longer have a mortgage. Isn't that a wonderful thing? It allowed some really cool things to, uh, for that church to do in that community because of the fact that it had this really cool building and it didn't ha even have a mortgage or anything to, to pay on. It was owned outright. And, and really, when I got there, the, the church had a little bit of pride in that building. Now, I will say that it probably was even too much pride that the building itself, it, it, they, they so really liked the building that the building was its kind of, kind of its identity and they, they so loved that building uh, that, that it even really had some negative effects as well. But the thing was, it, it was there was good and bad. The good was that the building, the, the building and the lack of a mortgage allowed the people to do things in the community and, and spread the word of, of Jesus and, and, and allowed people to come to know Christ in a greater way because of that building. And there was nothing wrong with it. The bad thing was that when, when you are so focused on what God has done in your life that you tend not to see what he is doing in your life. 
And so I guess I, I say this to say that Christian nationalism is a very good thing in that we need as Christians to be involved in politics. That's the way that our country is set up. And if we are to work toward the things that God has has shown as uh, that that are good things like freedom, <laughs> then we need to work in that arena. Then we need to work within those confines and work within those rules because if we don't, we are going to see things like what we see in China right now. We're going to see things like what we're seeing in, let's say, northern Africa or even Iran. We can see things like that. I mean, if, if we were ever to get to that point, how difficult would it be as a Christian to be able to do what God has called us to do? But what, he, what, what God has done is he's set us up and he's blessed us with this wonderful country that allows us to have the, the economics to do the things that he's called us to do, to have the time to do the things that he's called us to do. I mean, we don't spend all of our time, you know, in bread lines or, or working just, just to, to, to meet the needs of, of our families. No, we're often, the majority of us are able to have the time, have the money, and, and the ability to be able to spread the word of Christ around the world. And it's all because of the blessing that God has given us in this country. And if we are to throw this away, and we are not to work, and we're not to say, you know what, as a Christian, I just need to concentrate on spiritual stuff. Then again, we are too heavenly minded to be any earthly good. And this is not what God has called us to do. He has called us to occupy until he comes. He has called us to, to work for, for these biblical values. And, it, and, and we cannot let you know, a certain people recategorize us as, as a negative thing. We, we, we can't say, well, if you're going to work in politics, well, you're a racist because you're a Christian. This is just an attempt for the left to make this term negative, in my opinion. And if they can, if they can silence a fourth, of, at least a fourth of all voters, at least a fourth of all voters in this country are, uh, consider themselves to be Christian and practicing Christians. And if they can silence a fourth of the voters by calling them racist because they're involved in politics and they're a Christian, then they have done a good work for their side of things. And I believe that's really what's going on here. And I believe that there are a number of churches and a number of Christians and even, even Christian leaders that are falling for this. They don't, they, they don't have a spine. They don't have a backbone. And they, they don't want to be criticized. And so they, they just turn on their own and they say, well, yeah, Christian nationalism, yeah, that means racist. It's not. A Christian nationalist means they have pride in the country and the gift that God has given us. And they're going to work for those godly principles. And if you want to call us a, a, a Christian nationalist, that's fine. But when you start changing the term to meaning racists and other things, there, I mean, are there racists that call themselves Christians? Of course. There's a lot of people that call themselves a lot of things that they're not. But, in, but when it comes to the definition of Christian nationalism, I believe that it's a good thing when Christians get involved with politics, particularly under the system that we have today. If you may not agree, and, and I would love to hear from you, 
you may agree. I would love to hear from you as well. <laughs> but, but both, uh, if, if you want to contact us directly, that can be done at, at uh, our email address, foruncommonsense at gmail.com. That's 4, F-O-R, uncommonsense at gmail.com. And thank you for listening.